Welcome to the Rural Insights Podcast, where we explore rural actions and policies that impact Michigan's Upper Peninsula and beyond. This podcast is brought to you by the Rural Insights Institute, working to ensure that rural citizens and policymakers alike have the information necessary to make good decisions. If you'd like to learn more about Rural Insights, visit ruralinsights.org. Now, here's your host, David Haynes. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Rural Insights Podcast. And today I'm uh, back on with a very good friend of mine for a long, long time. And he is uh, sitting at his home in in uh, Rudyard, Michigan. And for those of you who aren't from the Upper Peninsula, that is in the Upper Peninsula. And uh, he is uh, usually in Lansing, as, as you all know, as the uh, director of the State Department of Agriculture and Rural Affairs, I think. Is, is that the correct title, Gary? Did I get that um, right? Actually, it's Rural Development. Rural Development, not Rural Affairs. Yes. And so welcome, Gary. Thanks for joining us on this. Uh, Gary and I were just talking before the show that all of us that live in probably rural, rural up north rural, um, and in the UP are sitting back waiting for the Mother's Day snowstorm to happen in May so we can move on to spring, hopefully. <laughs> so, uh, so Gary, uh, thank you very much. Uh, let me, uh, you've had some really exciting news. You, 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 we had talked in a previous podcast that you were going to start a uh, office uh, for Rural Development. Uh, I'm going to get these titles wrong. And and we had been writing for a good year and a half about the need for a rural ombudsman or a rural czar. And, and you, you've done that. Uh, you are sort of the rural czar uh, for, every, for, for uh, rural America. But why don't you tell us about what you did and, and how people can take advantage of it? Well, thank you so much, David, for this opportunity. And I want to let you know before you go any further that how much I enjoy your your newsletter. Oh, um, thank you. Rural Insights. I look forward to it every week. And and um, I pass it around the office, too. So I'm not the only one in MDARD who has the opportunity to see it. And I get a lot of good comments back. But um, what you're um, referring to is the Office of Rural Development for Michigan. And like you were saying, this has been this concept has been around for quite a while. It was actually started by Lake Superior um, Partners and Alliance, and they, they were promoting it. Then the Grand Rapids Cham- Greater Chamber got on board. And it's just come from the need to have a voice that represents just rural Michigan. And of course, we're looking at the Upper Peninsula and the rest of the rural Michigan. And uh, so, so many times in the past, and as just kind of accelerated is we get left behind a lot of times. Um, and just statistics show it. Um, we have some of the highest poverty rates, um, you know, lowest um, um, education numbers, just opportunities for our children. And the governor decided that after coming out of the pandemic, it was time to actually do this. It's been around for a long time, other administrations, but um, put it forward and last, the 1st of January, first executive order of this year, she created the Office of Rural Development. It's housed in MDARD. It's, and this rural developer is um, it's a division within MDARD, she's a deputy. And we did, 
we did hire her um, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just really just so excited uh, who we were able to to hire for this job. She's just the perfect person for it. I know a lot of people in Marquette, the Upper Peninsula, and the Grand Traverse area have worked with her for years and years, and we're just as excited as we are. It was Sarah Lucas. She was the up till recently the executive director of Lake Superior um, Business Partners. And now she's um, with MDR. She started April 18th. And we just had a meeting this morning and she was telling us already of all the connections she's already made and meetings she's got set up and um, putting together her strategic plan. And we're just excited as, as can be about this, of course. Um, she's going to be looking at housing, infrastructure, economic workforce development, um, wastewater, and a lot of it's the challenges of our supply system too. And this, so much of this goes out of the pandemic, has grown out of the pandemic. Um, and we've seen so many needs that spotlight were spotlighted during the pandemic. One of the first ones that comes to mind for everybody is rural broadband. Here we were, so many of us were working from home, like myself, your spouse, and here you're trying to, your children were trying to get their schooling from home. And we have approximately 40% of rural Michigan has inadequate or no broadband. So um, that's one of the major challenges we're looking at um, correcting. There's gonna be lots of help from the federal government at this time. So it's just the perfect opportunity for us to have this office in place that is focusing solely on the rural part of the state. So we can make sure that as Michigan's new economy that Governor Whitmer is working on, that the rural part of the state isn't left out. Doesn't matter where your zip code is, you're gonna be part of this new prosperity. And we just had, just this morning, a meeting with Sarah. She was um, just just pointing out um, the different, they said the different people, different organizations that have already come forward. So we're, um, and going back to the pandemic, we just, um, su supply chain issues, labor shortages, um, so much with we, um, we just food supply, you know, making sure that we are food secure coming out of this. Um, I remember back two, two years ago, a lot of us kind of how quickly we move on, but we're walking to grocery stores and seeing just empty shelf after empty shelf. And especially a lot of it was with protein, with meat. And, um, and so now we're focusing on that. We're focusing on more local food, sustainable food systems, food that's grown locally, processed locally, and then, of course, sold to our, our citizens locally. And, that's, and the governor, in her budget for this year, she has $30 million proposed strictly for ag development, rural development for Michigan. And a lot of it's going to be like supply chain issues, um, increasing processing in Michigan, um, especially in the animal side. And also in Michigan, we have so many food processors. A lot of people don't realize how many we have. Because um, like we're just a real agricultural powerhouse here in Michigan with over 300 different commodities. So we're looking at, really looking at growing that part of our um, food supply system here, here in Michigan. And one of the major impediments is wastewater for this process. They use a lot of water. They produce a lot of wastewater. And most of them are in the rural part of the state. So they don't have municipal systems they can hook up to. So it's very costly for them. A lot of our plants have been around for years. They need upgrades. So that's part of that $30 million. And right now, um, we're, we're 
And the other issue too, with the Office of Rural Development, <laughs> governor has uh, $10 million in her budget to support Sarah's mission. And there's three FTEs, and but she needs that course to be successful. She needs those resources. And they were not included in either the Senate or the House budget. So it just came out. The 30 million for um, rural development and the 10 million for um, ag development in Michigan. So we're concerned about that. We're gonna to continue to work with our legislators and continue to educate them on the importance of this. And, and like I said, we can't just go on forgetting about the rural part of the state and not having okay. that advocate. Well, I, congratulations to both you and Governor Whitmer for getting this done. What, what, uh, if people want to reach the office and reach Sarah Lucas, do they go to the your website and just look her up on the website? Is that the best way? Yeah, that's one way of doing it. Um, I wish I should have her. Wish I had her email right now with me, but I don't. But um, I'll yes, it's it very simple. Just yeah. yes, right. it's, yes, and um. Right now, Sarah is setting up um, a different meetings with different groups. I'm going to be involved a lot of them. Um, I guess May 11th in Traverse City, we're having a, a roundtable there with um, the business community, ag community, and tra the Traverse City area. And we're going to be up in the Upper Peninsula, maybe, probably, hopefully, maybe in June. Not sure. We haven't got this set up yet. But she's going to be going around the state and talking to different organizations, um, different communities, of course, that have projects, dreams, and they don't know how to, you know, really how to maneuver through the maze of different um, governmental institutions, state, federal, private. Yes. Uh, she's just, right now, she's meeting with a lot of the state agencies and USDA, and, and they're all on board. They're all excited about this group, that there's finally going to be somebody at the table that's representing rural Michigan. I think that's great. And I think the other thing that's good is, Gary, I think you and legislators on both sides of the aisle from the UP during your era in the state house uh, in, the, in the state legislature worked very hard on partnering and building coalitions for rural areas, for in your case, we have Peninsula. And I think this office does that, steps that up, is that more people will hear about the issues for rural people. They'll they'll know how to coordinate. I think it's a, it'll bring about a lot of partnerships, like the one you just described, being in Traverse City. I mean, that's an important step. That rural areas aren't just the UP. They right, like Traverse City and like Marquette are two small cities that are very vibrant and prosperous. But you get um, just a few miles away. Go across the UP, like myself. I live in Red Yard, small community here. I've seen the change over my lifetime from a vibrant small town to now it's um, kind of a ghost of itself almost. And and get these small communities like Red Yard, I've lived in all my life. We a lot of times you just don't know where to turn to. You got your township board, they're part time. You don't have any full time employees. Definitely don't have a developer or somebody. And now, this office will be their partner and working through whatever dreams, aspirations you have for your community. We want to be your partner in that. So with that, that's a lot of excitement, a lot of news right there. Uh, anything else going on in the department you want to tell our viewers about, our, our listeners? Right now, uh, one of the things we are really 
taking up a lot of our time. It's a very important issue. Is um, highly contagious even Asian bird bird flu. There's been several cases. There's been four in the Upper Peninsula now. Uh, we've been pretty fortunate here in Michigan. We've um, we've had several flocks have been affected, but they've all been small, mostly all been backdoor, backyard, um, not commercial flocks. And that's, I just can't stress enough how important it is if you have have birds, uh, make sure you keep them protected, keep them indoors right now, because this is spread through the wild bird population. And right now I think there's been 35 million um, birds in Michigan, commercial, not Michigan, excuse me, United States, who have already had to be depopulated. And when this happened in 2015, it ended up being about 50 million birds. So you can see the what that does to our poultry business and the demand on eggs and the price of eggs. And uh, so just, we gotta be very vigilant and making sure that you have birds, you gotta make sure that they're not have any contact at all with, with um, wild birds. And if you yourself have poultry, Make sure you take your biosecurity measures, measures seriously. If you go from even from coop to coop or um, anywhere near anybody else that has poultry, disinfect your clothes and whatever you got to do because you can't. It's just so contagious this disease. That's one, of, and that's another thing that we are looking at too. Is um, at the department right now we're doing um, emergency management exercises across the whole state. We have eight regions in Michigan and we're doing eight of these exercises with all our employees. So they're all are um, trained in emergency management. And this just brought a good example in the pandemic. Um, There's so many emergencies there. And then with this flu and the stock like African swine flu is, is now it's in Santa, it's in um, Dominican Republic possibly in Mexico. So we're just doing everything we can do, working with all our producers to, to make sure we're prepared uh, for this disease too. So we're asking the legislators, the governor, for um, for more people in emergency management, because right now it's a good example with this bird flu. We are just stretched to the limit. We have to investigate every time there's a possible um, a herd or a flock that could be contaminated. So that's, um, we hope our legislators too will support that. So uh, on, on a different issue, uh, are you hearing a lot about inflation in rural areas, That how it's impacting not only families, but small businesses, farms? Uh, are you hearing that as you're out and about or is it not an issue? Oh, no, it's, it is an issue. Um, the farm community, with, well, with everybody in the state, but. Um, I've been doing um, business tours coming out of the pandemic, going around talking to our businesses and um, lessons learned, what we can do at MDAR, the state, to um, going forward, rebuilding our economy. And also, um, because there were anything that we can do better. And, and with the ag community, especially with the fertilizer costs, they've been doubled, tripled. There's even hard to get fertilizer at all at this time. And especially, of course, we've had these supply chain issues where anywhere in the supply chain issue, if there's one little hiccup, it just, all of a sudden it comes, you got major problems. And with, with the war going on now in Iraq, because so much of the world's potash 
comes out of Belarus and Russia. And the wheat from Iraq, I think it's 28% of the wheat grown in the world, is that's the breadbasket of Europe, supplies so many of our um, countries in Africa and Asia that get their wheat from Iraq. And there's no way, I don't think that we can make that up. We just don't have the capacity. So it's going to be, it's going to be continued inflation because of these demands, because of this war. And also, of course, because we're just coming out of this worldwide pandemic. But um, that's part of the long range um, solution to this, as I was just discussing earlier, is um, the governor's $30 million for ag development to make sure we have more food grown, processed right here locally, or in our, at least in the United States. So we're not dependent on countries that sometimes aren't friendly to us, like you can see what's going on right now. So that's one thing we're really working on and hopefully continue, we get the support so we continue with that program and and um, make sure we don't get, hopefully we we'll never get in this situation again. Well, Gary, I promised your staff that I would get you done in 20 minutes and I, I've got to keep to that because otherwise they won't let me talk to you again. <laughs> um, a little bit to keep my schedule going, but this Michigan, well, you start talking about Michigan Ag, you can just talk and talk and go on. I know, so it's many amazing. Issues. We're it's just a, such a powerhouse with Ag, 300 commodities, and we lead the nation in so many different um, crops growing. And yeah. it's such a big part of our economy. It's $104.7 billion last year that Ag and Food contributed to Michigan's economy. 805,000 people employed in this business. It's amazing. That is, it is I mean, really I think is. most people don't understand that as much as they don't understand what the definition of rural is, that you can have different rural communities, just like you can have different urban communities with similar problems. And it's uh, it's a great, and I think that uh, Governor Whitmer and you and Senator Stabenow, Senator Peters, uh, but Senator Stabenow, especially with her work on rural issues over the years and her coming from like you, from a small rural community, and farming uh, is important to have those voices as it has been, I would also say with uh, in the legislature with uh, Representative Cabenzi and Representative and Senator McBroom on both sides, on different sides of the aisle. Uh, the more people that have that experience and talk about it, the better it is for all of us. So thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. And, and we'll follow along with what happens in, in uh, Deputy Director Lucas's office and and we'll let our readers and our listeners know about it. Well, I really appreciate this, Dave. I appreciate the opportunity. And everybody have a great day. Yep, everybody have a great day. And uh, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye now. Thanks, Gary. Be safe. You too. You've been listening to the Rural Insights Podcast, brought to you by the Rural Insights Institute, working to ensure that rural citizens and policymakers alike have the information necessary to make good decisions. If you enjoy our content, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter by visiting ruralinsights.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.